So Ball is sponsoring us right now across the DMVR network, the Big Ball Network, as some are calling it. So yeah, Ball, as in the Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturers, I would add, as in some really good guys from here taking care of our people here locally. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance system to observe natural resources from space and methane ozone, even land, uh, even land and water use. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting this right. Ball's AS1 aluminum stewardship initiative certification makes it a leader in stewardship of aluminum while meeting the highest environmental, ethical, and social standards within their market value chain. Um, and by 2030, Ball aims to reduce operational carbon emissions by 55% and across their value chain by 16% from 2017 levels. As Andrew Mason was pointing out to me, the beauty of aluminum, aluminum cans, which are obviously a big part of what they do. They are recyclable, so easy to reuse and recycle, really a key to sustainability. And uh, they are Hiring right here in Golden. You can check it out. Uh, hashtag work at ball online. And to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant, text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77. 222 and support them get yourself a new start in life because they support us boom tdsp the denver sports podcast here on a thursday lots of things happening but this is kind of the calm before the storm it's why Ali is at a wedding and I am hosting the rare TDSP. Uh, mazel tov to the happy couple, of course. I am joined by a trio, a trio this time. We are breaking all the rules. Usually we would have four. This time we have three. Frankly, not much happening in Bronco land as the legend John Elway calls it. So uh, there you go. And I, I can talk Broncos if we need. But we have A.J. Hayfley representing the Avs. Drew Creaseman, uh, our, our guy, the voice of the Rockies on the DMVR Rockies pod. Brendan Vogt here. Nuggets. I cover the Nuggets. Oh, my gosh. He beat me to it. That's how <laughs> on it he is. He also might be on a Breck Celsi. Those are delicious. They are refreshing. They are what you crave for summer. That's the presenting sponsor of this here podcast and uh i would say that mr hayfley here has had the busiest couple days we had an expansion draft uh for the ages i guess um though we we had one more recently and i don't even know uh it got leaked the predictions didn't go as predicted and really the bigger stuff to come is the free agency that's happening right now and it's a shame we're not on video because AJ is uh, essentially pulling a Shefty right now on several different devices, seeing what the abs <laughs> will do. But yeah, AJ, your takeaways from the expansion draft for those who missed uh, your guys' live show 
yesterday. Check that out if you want more. The the most boring expansion draft. Um, what with the entire roster getting leaked in the morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the genuinely shocking revelation that Seattle made no trades with 30 NHL teams all pressed and looking for money and, and outs and trying for help. Their prices were so high that 30 GMs just said, we're, we'll pass. <laughs> so just take a guy, dare you. Mm. And so they took 30. I mean, they technically were not entirely sure one or two of those guys exists, but they technically took 30 people, 30 human beings were drafted. Some real winners. The day <laughs> after uh, we were expecting uh, a number of deals to have been made for Seattle to then trade those, some of those players to other teams also has not happened so far. One mm. deal has taken place and it's looking more and more like Seattle just purposely chose to build a really bad hockey team. Yeah, I was going to – okay, so break this down for me for a layman. Like how how essential is the trading aspect here for this expansion team? I mean, my like obviously they can only draft from this, this available pool. There's no way you can draft yourself into the best team in the league from that position. So uh, is it typically or – or expected to be done via trades, AJ? There, so they had $0 committed uh, of an $81.5 million salary cap. Right. right. So they had $81 awesome. million dollars worth of salary cap room to do whatever they wanted. Sure. And they priced themselves out by asking for such high prices in any, any side deals leading up to the, to the expansion draft that 30 NHL GMs, not the world's brightest group of people, mind you. <laughs> Shots fired. 30 NHL GMs. The entire league. Yeah. Sat on their hands and just said, just take a player. They didn't make a single side deal. Not one. Not one. And there were, and like, we knew that GMs will have learned from the Vegas expansion a few years ago where the power of Vegas was like built through the expansion draft where several of their star players were just handed to them because GMs overreacted to the expansion draft. So we knew that we knew that they weren't going to get quite that same caliber of talent just given to them for free, mm -hmm. but they also had much better players exposed for money reasons and didn't take them just passed. <laughs> the little bit of money that they did spend was questionably spent. And at the end of the day, the team that they built, it's like a solid defense. It maybe has good goaltending. We'll see. They bet, they bet their entire goaltending position on 30 games, uh, basically out of two guys who had never done anything in the NHL before this past season. So they, that's what they did. They, they bet their whole goaltending position on lottery tickets. And then they forgot to get forwards that know how to score. So they're going to lose a lot of three, one games next year. A lot of three. They sound games. boring. They sound they, boring. They definitely 
built a boring hockey team. And defensively, the strength of their club, they forgot to get guys that move pucks. It's all like good defenders, but all just defenders. None of those guys really are good are like good offensive defensemen at best the nicest thing i'll say about any of them is that oh he's a decent two-way guy sure Mm. oh okay who's in charge here aj we got a real old school an old school head yeah so former former hall of famer hall of fame (laughs) player ron francis who was running the carolina hurricanes and was notoriously difficult to deal with uh, from the perspective of other teams. And again, mm. 30 GMs said no thank you to this man because his prices were so high and he was so unwilling to negotiate with any of them that they all just went, we're good, dude. We're good. Just take so players. I, so, I mean, with the cap space thing you're, you're describing, to, in theory, they would have been an excellent position to go to a team with maybe a disgruntled star or a star with a future negotiation that the team wasn't sure how they were going to handle. And Seattle should have been able to come in and say, hey, we, you know, we, we, we'll take them off your hands. Exactly. That, that, that just never happened. And instead, the prices for doing that were astronomical. One of the players that got traded today, not involving Seattle, uh, the GM, the GM came out afterwards and said, "Oh, this is what Seattle wanted for this player. They traded a second round pick, a seventh round pick, and a and the player who's like a a decent player. He only makes about four million dollars. Uh, he's an offensive defenseman. He only has two years left on the deal, but he's like twenty six years old. He's had a rough couple of years, but he's a super like obvious bounce back candidate. And they traded a second and a seventh for literally nothing. The trade graphic has nothing on one half of it." Because they got nothing in return. They were just like, just take our stuff. We don't need anything in return. And they came out and they were like, yeah, what Seattle couldn't have taken that. They, they were too good for two free draft picks mm. and a guy that would have been on their roster. Are you kidding me? Right. Right. Well, and the thing is Vegas has laid out a path. Like this didn't happen 50 years ago when it was like, well, the NHL was a much different league back then. Yeah. But this happened in the very recent past where, where an it, uh, it was five years ago outlined yeah. for you how to yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, so because we are the Denver sports podcast uh, about the avalanche more specifically, Jonas Donskoy, not JT Comfer, who the Kraken end up taking from the abs and um what'd you make of that move aj and what's this uh what's this look like for the abs who uh you know especially that top six kind of uh under assault here the next couple days how do you see see things unfolding yeah so they obviously their free agency position is is rough right now Mm -hmm. um so far the forward core matt calvert retired today pierre edward belmar Oddly enough, looks like he's set to sign with Seattle. Uh, so he's, and he's for sure not coming back to Colorado. And uh, Jonas Donskoy was taken. That's three guys out of their bottom six. Yeah. Gabe Landeskog and Brandon Sod are free agents. And those talks are generously, we'll say, ongoing. <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's a lot of forward depth that they could just yeah. be losing off the top. Now, the Avs have done a good job here selecting. Donskoy was their most expensive player uh, that was likely to be picked at $3.9 million for the next two years. 
losing that money is good for them. Colorado now has the fifth most cap space in the league at $30 million. That's a good thing. They're in a good position there. That's improved. They have a lot of flexibility all of a sudden that they didn't necessarily have, uh, you know, going into the, going into last week before the Ryan Graves deal freed up $3 million as well. Right. So right. some good things that they've done some, they, they, that, that went well for them. Losing Donskoy will hurt and he's their eighth leading scorer the, each of the last two years. He's an important depth guy. You need guys like that, that, that can help yeah, you. Absolutely. You can't have an ocean between your top line and, and your fourth yeah. line of just nothing. You need some some mid level scores, and that's what that's what Donskoy was. Um, abnormally streaky. Um, a guy that when he's on, he scores all of his points in big bunches, but when he's off, you get nothing for fifteen games. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. He doesn't even play well. Just yeah. total black hole. But when he's on, is absolutely insane. Just a, a maniac of production, and that's going to be tough for them to replace. Uh, so they have some internal options that are of course, intriguing the Alex new hooks and Martin counts yeah, and sample right. rantas, you know, young prospects that are, that are intriguing that are pushing uh, for the NHL. We'll see, but they have a lot of holes now in their forward gore that they haven't started filling. They haven't brought anybody back yet. That, that is going to take an NHL job yet. So we'll, we'll see here, but that's, in terms of the cap space, Donskoy going helped them. Um, yeah. He's a better player than JT Comper, so that was probably that was his appeal to the Kraken, even though he's a little bit older. Um, so that was that was why he's gone, and now the Avs are gonna have to figure it out without him. And Sod Landy, the the vibes right now, the feel. If you were to handicap them, staying in Colorado. Um, my personal guess is that when free agency opens next Tuesday, I think it's Tuesday. Um, might be Wednesday. I don't know. Um, Brandon Saad is probably gone. Um, just just a hunch, but I think he's probably off to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, Landeskog, with the reporting that I've done on it, hasn't been great. Um, they've, he's turned down a very reasonable long-term contract from the team. Yepers. Uh, the numbers that he's looking for are, um, the unreasonable. He's not they, are the that. best player on a team numbers, right? I mean, he's trying to be, is he trying to be paid like the guy? I mean, what's, yeah, he yeah. would be, uh, if he gets the kind of asking price that he's, he's kind of laid out for himself right now, he would be a top 15 played paid player in the NHL. Mm. and um look landy he's a great human being and he's a very good hockey player but he's more like a top 65 type of player in the nhl not a top 15 player so he's there, not there's a, the guy for the tier two level of talent on the apps you know yeah the thing is is that they have three legit true blue superstar talents in sure. mckinnon uh, makar and miko rantanen and Landeskog is like, it, you could make an argument he's their fourth, fifth, sixth best player, sure. depending on how you feel about some of the some you know Devontae's and Sam Ferrard. Is there a team that will view him as that guy though? Is there another team that will give him what he's looking for? Right now, it's the Islanders. Right now, the Islanders are the biggest threat. They're clearing out cap space like crazy. He's a Lou Lamorello dreamboat, and I mean, look, I get it. Landy's a lot of a lot of people's dreamboats, but he was made in like. Lou Lamorello's like 
hockey create a player school like <laughs> the the perfect two-way like physical does everything well uh good locker room guy and is a really oh, phenomenal leader yeah. phenomenal yeah. human being great community community advocate blah 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 all that bullshit you know He'd fit um nice. yeah landy's landy would be a per, would he would be a very very good fit on the island with the, with oh, those yeah. guys it's not really what they need it's more it's just like more of what they do it's just them like kind of just tripling quadrupling down on their identity instead of being like hey we should really go out and get like a high-end goal scorer they're like hey let's go get a tough guy that stands in front of the net and tips pucks home and you know, like it's very like what they already do well. So they're the biggest threat right now. The question is, is how high will they go money wise and how aggressive will Colorado uh, be in trying to match that? So I would, I still have confidence that he comes back, but the closer that you get to the 28th in the open of free agency, it's very rare that guys ever hit the open market and, and re-sign somewhere. Oh boy, I'll be clinching my Man Rocket shirt tightly at night until then, AJ. I was, I was really, <laughs> I didn't I really wanted to know where that, that was going, one. man. Yeah. No, very innocuous. Uh, just a simple <laughs> fan holding on to his favorite shirt for his best looking player that he roots for. That is, uh, that's, that's just, just what you get. Man Rocket oh, and all our other amazing oh, shirts. Uh, guys, we'll be hearing from AJ on the other side because there's a lot more going on with the NHL draft, etc. All the great stuff AJ drew, uh, Brendan, the rest of the team, we don't have a Broncos representative, Rams or Buffs on this show, can all be found at this here website, thedmvr.com. Become a member. I highly recommend it. It's some amazing content that the whole squad is putting down in the off season. As I said, it's calm before the storm. Things are really kicking off. The Drewster has been in season already. We've got Broncos kicking off soon. Soon enough, it's August and college football's around the corner. We've got a golf league going on. You can become a golf member. Gajillions of perks there. NBA summer league, man. It starts in like a month. We're there. Inject it into my veins. NBA summer league, nonstop podcast across the board. May I suggest you could become a monthly subscriber try that first month 50 cents it's basically free we just did that because some ukrainian bots once tried to get in our security held them off it always will aj um then i would recommend upgrading to an annual membership where you'll get a free shirt maybe more then if you're feeling summery and you're a golf golfer you can upgrade to a golf membership it's amazing the levels you can have uh yeah guys support local media support us um because the the perks are never ending not just behind the site but in person at the bar and so on and so forth i also want to give a shout out to our guys at DraftKings sportsbook don't even need to do a read on this one because i'm on that app constantly uh not just because of my my gambling entertainment because the data is tremendous NBA draft props, for example, to figure that out. Uh, you want to know where Aaron Rodgers is going to land. Let's see what they've got there. You want to see where Damon Lillard's going to land. Let's see what's there. The Olympics are coming up on Friday folks. And if you're a new member on DraftKings Sportsbook, $1 on any uh, Olympic competition to win 150 
if the U.S. wins any medal, uh, they're winning a medal, folks. They're winning a lot of medals. So that's free money, free $149 for new members. You know, you're, you, anywhere you go, you're going to be asked to sign up for some absurd card so they can track your uh, your 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 spending uh, you know, sequences just so you can get the same low price as everyone else gets. DraftKings is giving you actual free money for betting on sports, what you love, dear listener. So just do it now. Use code DMVR. They'll match you uh, up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Must be 21 or older. Uh, restrictions do apply. Uh, is hey, Trey, did someone bet you that you have to do all your reads in like a shock jock voice, like a full? No, no, no. That is this is, just the earnest energy we're bringing? That's to the-, the earnest energy we're bringing. It's what this uh, trifecta of beautiful human beings brings out in it. me new customers only restrictions apply see draftkingscom sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and then i've got one more but google sheets got me on the traffic log strava craft coffee drew you know this when you need uh, a midday pick me up coffee. come on you go for another coffee it's a delicate balance. You might upset your stomach post-lunch. You might not have enough to eat for lunch, so, so you're upsetting your stomach that way. You, you might just not be in the right headspace, and you're bringing on the midday jitters. None of that with Strava Craft Coffee. And beyond none of that, you get all the phenomenal benefits that the good people at Strava Craft offer. You can order it online. You can have it delivered straight to your door. You can also come to the DMVR bar and drink that nectar of the gods that is Strava Craft Coffee. Again, uh, no pressure. Just do it because you're not going to get any of, any of the ugly jitters or any of the other nonsense that you always would get. Uh, you can get 25% off for your first purchase when you use code DMVR25. Show them some love because they have been with us for a while and they do phenomenal stuff. All right. Booyah. We are done. That's the the first break in place and uh, lots more on the docket, but we're starting with you, Drew, the only one who actually has a draft that pertained to his team in the books at this point, because you had the MLB draft just, uh, just recently. And well, at face value, it might seem like, Oh, second year in the row, the Rockies go top 10 with a high school outfielder and then back that up with a college pitcher who could have easily snuck in to the end of round one. This draft philosophy was quite different because the Rockies pulled an old move that was essential in building, for example, the great Astros teams. And no, it has nothing to do with cheating, but everything with drafting under slot at the top of your draft to then load up on quality prospects later on and add depth. Yeah, that, that's something they've been doing for the last couple of years. I, I think it's been really smart of them, uh, especially, you know, when uh, Benny Montgomery, this time their first overall pick, uh, was the only high schooler they took. So they, they, you know, in a way you're going, okay, this is a, a risk or at least it's a much longer term project because we're taking a high schooler. Uh, but what we're going to do is take him and be able to sign, sign him for just under about $100,000 under slot value, which basically gives them more money to play with for the rest of the draft so that if something happens like exactly what did is that Jaden Hill, who some people consider to be a one, one overall talent, if he had just been healthy, he falls to them 
and the Rockies don't have to be concerned at all about signability, where if they had gone mm-hmm. after with that first pick, there was a shortstop a lot of people liked. The most famous one was jo- um, uh, Kumar Rocker, right. the pitcher that everybody wanted. Uh, but all reports were that they were going to have to sign him for over slot value. So they were going to have to sign him for about $7 million, which would have meant no Jaden Hill probably know some of these other guys for the, basically that becomes your entire draft uh, if right. they had gone out and gotten Kumar Rocker. So what the Rockies did instead, uh, kind of a little bit more of a risky move, arguably taking the high school there, but then going college players with every single other pick and uh, being able to get not only Jaden Hill, but then the, the guy that they got for a little bit over slot value was actually their fourth round pick uh, catcher named Hunter Goodman, who they were able to sign for just a hmm over so again you're able to kind of reach and get on on benny montgomery you're pretty damn positive as well so uh you know even with people coming in a lot of people were saying the rockies were going to absolutely blow this draft because well the gm just stepped down and then a few other front office people just stepped down and the the director of development and the guy who's run the draft for 10 12 15 years is now the interim gm and so how much is his head in trade deadline or drafting and all of this other stuff and then once it all came and went, everybody agreed the Rockies did extraordinarily well in the draft. Yeah, and it's and so uh, that was a pretty positive thing to see. There, he's hasn't had a lot. Of- Interesting profile with Benny Montgomery. Of course, is from Pennsylvania, so you know uh, those northern high schoolers. You never quite know what you're getting, um, and that's, that's the five one- million uh, a record, I believe, for a Pennsylvania high schooler. Not bad for a state who's definitely produced some uh, yeah. high end guys. And uh, I mean, promises to be a five tooler promises to be a center fielder, which I would argue for this organization has some added value. Uh, the one yes. question with him is the hit tool. And again, it's, it's more of a question I think coming from Pennsylvania than if he was like a Florida high school, like Zach Veen. And it's more just the form and motion. And are you going to have to mess with it? And is that going to, uh, you know, screw his development? But otherwise, you're looking at a 5 2 here. Yeah. And like you said, it does have added value for the club. So if they're not going to make Coors Field smaller, which I practically beg them to do two or three times a year, uh, but I understand the terrible press they would get and a lot of people wouldn't understand it. Well, if that's the case, then you have to have oh, no, super athletes – Roaming that outfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you need some, and, and part of the problem has been, well, when guys are really fast and really great defenders, they tend not to be great hitters because if they are, then they're superstars, right? If you're all of those things, you're Cody Bellinger. Yep. Mike Trout. Ken Griffey Jr. That's truly neat, but there's only a handful of those dudes. A lot more of the, Billy Hamilton, right? And and th- those are the guys that over the years I've like I've really wanted the Rockies to get them and see if the the defensive value that they bring can sort of outweigh the fact that they can't hit. Um, and that's always this, this kind of this tug and pull. So if Benny Montgomery can really turn into that dude, put the hell out of center field for them, even if the bat, you know, even if he's never much of a contact guy, but he's got speed, defense, and power. Like that can be a much bigger thing for the Colorado Rockies and normalizing their home environment, especially because they're going to have two of those guys. Zach Veen's already got like 30 studies in his first 30 something games in the minor. So those two guys are going to come up together and you're going to have two guys that are six foot four with near elite speed running around in your outfield. And that's something the Rockies have never had before. 
and it, it starts getting exciting. Can I can I just add that it would have been really fun had they drafted Kumar Rocker to see him try and play chicken with a with a like a five and a half million dollar signing bonus and be yeah. like, I'll just go back to college. Like, really? You're gonna go back to a, a guy whose stock has dropped the way that it has in the last year. He's gonna go back to college and try yeah. and improve on the draft slot and like guarantee that the Rockies pick in the top 10 again next year. Like it would have been, it would have been really interesting to see him try and play chicken with that yeah. slime with the, with that money uh, for, a, for, with an organization like the Rockies, but the Matt Harrington thing lives on, you know, the, the, the forever scar that they got from that. Uh, they were just like, Nope, we're good. Well, they, and they, I mean, I, I told you what a month before the draft that Benny Montgomery was a guy that they had really, really liked. And, I was I was kind of iffy on it at the time because I was a big Brady House fan, but Benny Montgomery has a chance to like be the best center fielder in Rockies history. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he he I mean Drew ran it all down. He has everything. Yeah. Um that that you want and a center fielder in Colorado is more valuable uh, than other places, but he has legitimate 30 home run power. Uh, the hitch in his swing, he already started working on a little bit because he had this like this awkward little pause in the middle of it, yeah. and it's it was going to be difficult for that to play at higher levels. Um, he's already started smoothing it out a little bit. It's still going to be kind of kind of awkward. It's not going to be con- as conventional, but the fact that he already started working on it and still was producing high end results is a really encouraging sign. Not only because Prospects have to be very self-aware. They have to understand what they need to put the time in to work on. If you just refuse to do it and refuse to try and make adjustments, that's not a good sign mentally for a guy starting a pro career. The fact that he was already, he's in high school and he's already working on it. He's already attacking what was perceived as by far his biggest weakness is a really encouraging sign. And then, I mean, Jaden Hill was a guy that I loved at the start of the year as a, as a possible one, one guy, the the Tommy John we'll we'll see how he goes. The big problem there is is that he loses another year of development, and he was already really raw coming in. Yeah, like fifty um, pitch, fifty innings pitched yeah. in college, really right. limited. Right. Yeah. It's just there just isn't very. There's not a lot of reps there. It's all raw stuff. Yeah. It's it's almost like getting an old high schooler at yep. this point. Yeah. Um, because of because of how little he actually played in college at LSU and. He's an electric talent. Uh, the arm, he, he's got the ability to do some special things. Uh, and I love the, I love the pick. I love that they were just, the, that was my number one guy on my board going into day two. Um, and then I woke up and they had taken him and I was, I was so excited. And then the rest of their, the rest of their class. Um, I really like the Joe Rock pick. Big um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of McCade Brown. I think that that is a uh that's a reliever. Um and I'm and I Hunter Goodman, we'll see. Um yeah. it, I don't think he's I don't I don't think he stays a catcher. So it's all it's a it's a power tool and if he if he stays a catcher, the easy compare you're looking at Tom Murphy all over again. You're right. It's the right. same conversation. So with Drew Romo uh, already in the system and the fact that they drafted Braxton Fulford, just another 
round or two later. An amazing which, name, by the way. We, we did on the Rockies podcast. If you go listen to the DMVR Rockies I mean, podcast, we spent about 20 minutes on names like, uh, where is it? Colin Kafka, Zach nice. Koska, uh, Elijah Trest, obviously Joe Rock, Braxton Fulford. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a gossip girl character. <laughs> Braxton Fulford. Braxton. Yeah. He definitely is on the lacrosse team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah. there are some great. I don't want to step on your toes, Drew, but while we're on the topic, there are some sick names in this year's NBA draft. Mm. Yeah. A couple of guys, a couple of you know, when the nickname becomes so prevalent, it's just your name now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got Deuce McBride and Bones Highland. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> Bones, Bones Highland. Bones uh, is such a good nickname. Let's go. That's old school. That's something you haven't seen in a while. But this really is a couple of years in a row. They've needed to add pitching depth. And on the back end, they've gone maybe on safer routes, maybe with guys whose worst case scenario, they do end up in the bullpen, but they've got size. They've got a fastball you can trust. And there's a second pitch you can rely on. And then it's like, well, we'll figure out that third pitch, but that's why we're paying our coaches. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the, the formula with, with John Gray and Kyle Freeland and these guys who had, you know, they, they had college development. They, they, right had exactly, you know, kind of the setup that you just talked about. And then it was like, all right, let's see if we can teach John Gray a uh, change up in a curveball. It took a long time, but eventually he did because he was fastball slider guy oh, coming yeah. out of college. Uh, you know, Chris McMahon, who they took last year, uh, I, I think fits in really nicely in this. He's, he's looking really him. good so yeah. far at the minor league level. And so, yeah, that they've, they've two years in a row now kind of done this thing where they said, let's get our slightly more experienced pitching a little bit later because taking the high school, the Riley Pint and the high school pitchers have never worked out for them. And then just go, I mean, we're not high school, high know. school pitchers are sticks of dynamite, man. Right. Totally. Especially high school righties. I mean, just, you know, look at yeah. that list and you'll find very few guys that the average fan recognizes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the Jaden Hill and Joe Rock picks uh, a, a lot. Obviously, the health Joe gonna, Rock pick is going to be really interesting. But that they got a big lefty, another big lefty to go along with Sam Weatherly, who has been hilarious at the minor league level this year. He's like tops in the league in strikeouts and tops in the league in walks. Uh, but you know, whatever. What a legend! Hey, what hey, a legend, Drew. I know we're on the pitchers, but with regards to Benny, I mean, obviously not every high school prospect is created equal with regards to upside, but also just MLB. Like how soon could you put a range mm. on how soon Benny could be a name people in Colorado hear about? That, that's the tough thing, especially if he really does need to iron out the swing, you know, with these high school kids, it's, you're usually looking at a four year long process. It's going to be really sure. interesting now that there are fewer levels of the minors uh how you know because these guys aren't going right to rookie level grand junction anymore that doesn't exist you got to go to low a and so we might not even see benny montgomery i i think they'll get him out there at low a this year but there's a chance they just send him to their alternate site in arizona and you know where we might have seen him in, in grand junction before the, the, they might not put him out there so we could still be looking at the four years you, you never some guys get going you know brendan rogers was a high school guy and david Dahl was a high school guy who without injuries would have been up in in under that right would have been up around two and a half or or three years but they kept getting hurt so they ended up on the four-year plan anyway sure, sure. Uh, i know aj has been pretty uh, aggressive uh maybe hopeful about zach veen 
and making that. And I think he's he's already he's less raw. Like his swing is there. And and when you got to work on a swing like Benny Montgomery does, that can take a lot longer. But sure. you never know. It'd be exciting if you're looking at a, a three year window. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about drafting a high school or top 10 uh, under slot or not. The upside is still going to be tremendous when you draft a, a, an 18 year old that high. Um, and, and that's what it is for Benny Montgomery. You know, all the tools there to be the best center fielder in Rockies history. I would just like to say Benny, like I, I want to drive home the point that Benny Montgomery, if he lives up to the tools that he has, the combination of size, power, and speed that he has, it's ultra rare. Like Benny yeah. Montgomery could be a face of baseball if he lives if he maxes out, he's a top five player in in MLB. Mm-hmm. Like and the thing that the potential they, is there for him to be a special baseball player. Now, obviously, that's that's like <laughs> absolute best case scenario. He maxes yeah. everything out and everything goes perfectly in his development, which sure. is ultra unlikely to happen. But like, there are guys that just don't even start with the tools to, to be, to have that conversation guys in the top 10 that got drafted that don't have that, you know, the guy that Kansas city drafted probably doesn't have the tools to be a frontline guy, but like Benny Montgomery has the raw tools to be an absolute superstar. If everything goes well. And there was one thing he said, he was sitting in the booth with Goodman and Husey, uh, uh, Houston the other day. And, uh, he, you know, they're asking him all the standard questions. He's doing kind of the standard prospect thing. Yes, sir. No, sir. Keeping his head down, being as humble as absolutely possible. We heard you're super fast, kid. Well, yeah, you know, I run a little bit. I run a little bit. You got some pop in that bat. Yeah, once in a while, I hit it. It goes a long way, you know, I'm doing whatever. And then they started asking him, you get, did they tell you, you know, for sure what position did they draft you as a center fielder? You play? And then he, he like cut him off. He didn't even let Goody finish the question because I'm a center fielder. I'm a center fielder. I play center field. That's my position. They drafted me as a center field, and that's what I intend to do. I was just like, I see you. That's what I want. That's what I'm asking. That, 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 just like, this is what I do. I go out there and I run the baseball down. I was like, yeah. You need guys up the middle, man. And yep. uh, build up the middle. Course. Yeah. At course, it's a whole new deal. All right. Uh, NBA draft also around the corner, actually, a week from today. Vote. We've got a lot, a lot to consider here. I just spent the last month and a half, every basketball, every playoff NBA game I watched. Um, I, anyone six, five or taller who could make a three, I would look <laughs> up if they were a free agent because I'm simply pining for wings. Um, so yeah, where, uh, where are we going? Where are we going? What are we doing? All right. So if you're talking about the draft, man, which a week from now, uh, and you're looking at, 26 the nuggets are drafting at 26 you talked to me about um six five and up that can shoot a three mm-hmm. uh how how about the six five quentin grimes uh out of houston who is a true three and d prospect another um, great name is me- another great name man his oh, real yeah. meal ticket oh, is gonna be um just that outside shot catch and shoot and then defense on the other end um, Houston had a pretty good defense in college yeah. and, and Grimes was their guy often taking the other team's best wing. So he is a, a true three and D wing um, six, five, six, seven wingspan. He's not, he's not massive, mm-hmm. um, but he can fill that position. Um, there are some other guys that I like Andre, like Jaden Springer 
uh, out of Tennessee, about six, yep. four. This is a real defensive minded prospect. Yeah. Um, offensively doesn't necessarily have one or two tools that you go. That's really enticing. But what he does have is IQ. And that's something you can't really teach, especially for a guard kind of player. Um, so as far as developing the shot, finding ways to finish around the rim in the NBA, some of that can be taught. Um, but what you have in like off the bat in Springer is just a tenacious defender and a guy who understands how to play the game of basketball mm-hmm. um, on the other end. Those are the two names I like the most. Uh, but philosophically, guys, the Nuggets are, are at an interesting spot. I mean, I think it, at 26, they probably just want to take the best player available, the guy yeah. with the highest upside. I mean, yeah. we could sit here and talk about the way Grimes or Springer plug in, you know, plug and play. Um, the reality is the Nuggets are not likely to play any of these rookies too much, yeah. Um, yeah. especially now that they have their own G League team. That's just not been Michael Malone's MO in years past. So it's interesting. You look at a lot of these scouting reports or these mock drafts, I should say, and they have these guards going to Denver and it says they could need another ball handler while Jamal Murray's out. I don't think any of these guys are going to play. So I don't know, like that's not really the window. Um, So I I, just, from the big picture standpoint, guys, you can't forget that there's a G league team now. And so if picking the best guy available, like if, if it's a massive upside play, you know, Denver might just do that and and give them a couple of years in the G league. And it's, they're not necessarily looking to fill out the back end of this rotation through the draft. Um, right. I mean, we'll see how they approach it, but that's just how I do it. Yeah. You're more trying to hit a swing and maybe you even get, you know, a top six guy in your rotation, rather than so specifically trying to find your ninth man off the bench to be your backup power forward. Yes. And yeah. then it's yeah. like, well, great. Especially Dre, because, I mean, there's going to be the international route for cheaper contracts. Yeah, there's going yeah. to be, you know, some of those undrafted for guys as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe do you just want to keep the pipeline moving, take the highest upside pick available, you know, if a really tantalizing player drops, you know, may, maybe you just do that again and, and it's a trade asset in the cupboard, but it'll, you know, it'll be interesting. I think people are of different minds here, right? because Denver is at that point now where they're going to have to extend MPJ. It's going to be something close to the max, if not a max mm-hmm. filling out these rotations is going to be about doing it you oh, know, yeah. on these, these cheap slots. And obviously through the draft, that's, that's an ideal way to get it done. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if they're looking to draft a rotation guy totally. at 26. And as far as filling out that bottom half of your roster, what's the likelihood of this trade of this pick being traded and can they still trade this pick? I know that there's, you know, there's some fun rules with consecutive and, and, first and, and, rounders. Yeah, no, they, they can trade out of this pick. Um, I just don't know. Uh, I don't look trading up is something I don't see on the table. 100%. So what you might see them do guys is just, there's not anyone they love at that late first round. Um, there's a couple of guys they might pick up there, but they feel comfortable. They would slide anyway. And so maybe you trade back You dip your toes into the second round, grab two second round picks as it stands. They have none. Um, right. That's what but I, I, I anticipate. I wonder if they'll, if they'll see if anyone wants bowl, try to get that second rounder back mm-hmm. and maybe they trade back and there's just a couple guys they like in the second round. Um, but that late first, I mean, it's, these aren't, these aren't the, the, the franchise stars, right? I mean, you're looking yeah. at these scouting yeah. reports, you watch the strength half of the video and you go, wow, 
this guy's a lottery pick. And then you watch yeah. the weaknesses half and you're like, this dude is unplayable. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I, I think I like Springer and Grimes, but the other thing, one more point on this is just how fluid the picks 20 to 30, that board's yeah. going to be. Yeah, a lot sure. of these guys have wide ranges of where for they're sure. projected. And, and so it's, it's going to be really hard to get, to get a, a grip on which one of these guys will still be available until things get rolling. Yeah, I feel like you pass the Wizards late teens and then it's like, okay, now it's chalk. We're in that There's, next year. Yeah. You know, one man's trash is another, you know, one man's 100%. 40th pick is another man's 28th or, or whatever the case may be. Total, uh, I mean, yeah, give you we one do more in the media. So, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, give you one more name, guys. We talked about Bones Highland today out of VCU. Um, with, that's not his actual name, but that, that's what he goes by, which is enough for me. Um, yeah. And this is a real, real deep range shooter shot maker out of VCU um, who could be in that range as well. I'm talking like, like logo transition threes, hesitation, pull up threes. Uh, he's already taken these at NBA range. Um, that's one guy to keep an eye on as well. I think the Commonwealth is in the building. Uh, yeah. I love that. Love that bones if he was in Colorado and he was allowed might enjoy solace meds, a new partner of ours nice. where you could probably indulge um, in some bones. Uh, so yeah, we've partnered with them, the premier dispensary for you guys. No Highlands, but nothing about the high part. Of this. Mm, Don't there you go. I'm taking the low hanging fruit there. And I appreciate no, it. I did not. I did not. And it's not because I am better than that. It's because I didn't think of it. um so yeah but they've got smoking hot deals to offer at solace meds um and they've got four convenient locations across colorado and fort collins wheat ridge off broadway and one just blocks away on east Kofax from the dmvr bar all sorts of great deals going on in the month of july uh go in there and check it out and if you go in the wheat ridge location you can get a free solace bar or king cone when you mention the code dnvr20 um that's the wheat ridge location head in mention dnvr20 and receive 20 percent off and get a freed solace bar or king cone remember all these amazing uh deals and everything you can take advantage of you get 20 percent off your entire purchase when you use code dmvr20 at checkout sauce megs makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight you can head to their website view their menu order online and pick it up at your convenience just head to s-o-l-a-c-e meds.com and purchase from there and when you make your purchase be sure to use code dmvr to save 20 percent off they've got the best customer service in the business they support us great stuff over there go ahead and check it out aj you're still with us uh you participated in the mlb and nba draft conversations but we've got more draft stuff for you because the abs will once again um, will actually be on the clock tomorrow, July 23rd. Um, what are you expecting? They now have that second back after trading Ryan Graves. Um, like, wait, how are you preparing mentally going into this draft? Because uh, what am I to expect? A sleepy night where they just trade away 
this pick or, uh, you know, lots of news breaking left and right and to be shocked and heartbroken or, uh, no, I think, I think from Colorado, I think we'll have a quiet night of just watching them use the 27th pick. Uh, I I don't know if it's technically the 27th or the 28th, given the 11th pick has been forfeited. Um, ouchie. Yeah. Turns out you can't break certain league rules. Ouchie. Yeah. Um, 11th. Yeah, no, I just, sucks. I just don't think, um, honestly, I don't think that there's going to be, I don't think, I don't think we're in line to see a whole lot. I think if Colorado were to have traded the pick, it'll, it would, it would have happened. Um, right. But there, you know, the, anything could still happen tomorrow. Maybe, maybe Landeskog talks totally break down and they just say, screw this. And they go and try and trade for Sam Reinhardt out of Buffalo. And they use that first round pick, you know, but who knows? Uh, those things are still possible, mm-hmm. but I, my expectation is that we have a pretty quiet night in Denver and that they just make the pick. Um, as far as who that pick is. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty late. <laughs> it's kind of, there's late, never but... been in my, in my time um, covering the NHL, there's never been an NHL draft like this one um, with the unpredictability league wide and the different, uh, you know, the variance you know, a, a major junior hockey league in the OHL played zero games this year. Right, right. Yeah. They just didn't play hockey. There, there are no prospects that are on anybody's high-end boards because they they didn't have a chance to do anything. No right. breakouts, no anything. You know, there are going to be, and every everybody knows this going in, there's going to be a handful of guys from the OHL that – roll into next season and look like world beaters and whoever drafts them is going to look like a genius. Right. But as of right now, if you had to, if you had to stake your life on any of those those one guys, will be you dying. You have no idea. You have no idea who they're going to be. It's, it's just, it's the, it's, it's always really difficult to project teenagers into adults five years down the road. So no kidding, man. Um, but doing it, doing it this year, it's, it's even, it's even harder Yeah, because there's so little data, even like the WHL played games, right. But certain, certain, they had like little mini bubbles in Western Canada yeah, set up. Right. And so the same teams just played the same teams. So if one of those teams was decent and one of those teams was God awful, the guys on the decent looking on the decent team looked a whole lot better than they actually were because their competition wasn't very good. So you have you have a lot of mitigating factors uh, to consider yeah. in this year's draft class. Basically, the only leagues that made normal sense, kind of the Q, the USHL, kind of college hockey, and all of the European leagues. So that's that's where I would be. That's where I would be drafting for the Avs. There are two first round goaltenders this year. Unfortunately for them, both of them are probably too good. Oh, come on. Um, and both are, are expected to go in the top 15. So they won't oh. even get close. Oh, they won't sad. even get close to the one thing that they could absolutely use. Why bring them um, up then, AJ? You know, yeah, what was that? Because I'm a heartbreaker that way. Kind of a jerk move. If the you hell, man. I, uh, <laughs> I smash dreams, okay? <laughs> I guess so, God. Uh, and then the defensively, you know, they've got so many good guys already in the NHL. Yeah. Their top prospect is the defenseman they drafted in the first round last year, and Justin Barron. Mm-hmm. Drew Hellison is still there. After that, there's basically nothing. Uh-huh. Um, 
you know, no offense to Danila Zhiravalov and Nikki Lieberman, who are two very long shot prospects to do anything in the NHL, to even play in the NHL. Um, they don't have anything there. But forwards, they've really emptied the cupboard in the last couple of years of prospects as they had so many of them. Well, they're all graduating. Yep. Oh, and now they need them. Like, right. And they're all, they're all costing $800,000 yeah. on ELCs. And the ads are looking at them like, yep, this is what we needed those cats for. Yeah. Uh, so the system is working as intended, but it's time that they restock the system. Replenish. Yeah. They need, they need, they need forward help more than anything else. They need to start rebuilding their forwards and forwards are easier to draft, especially at the end of the first round are easier to draft and find guys that can at least be NHL role players for you. Um, that's where I would be focusing my attention mostly is I would be looking at forward help in round one subsequent rounds, you know, all bets are off, but at the end of round one, it's a good forward. It's forwards is where it's at. There you go. Um, boy, lots to look forward to with the future. Lots of tough decisions with the abs and nuggets. That is, uh, you know, that's the issue when you are a good team, then in a cap sport, you uh, very soon will be forced to make tough, painful decisions. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at. And that's why the draft is always important. It doesn't matter if you're the Rockies drafting in the top 10 or you're a team drafting in the final three picks because you are good. If you can't keep it up and you can't sustain good drafting, it ain't going to last for long folks. Yep. This well, was... and the abs, the abs replaced their director of amateur scouting this year because they weren't getting the results they wanted from rounds beyond number one. I mean, a, a strong signal to be sent from a team that was overwhelmed with talent this last season. So, you know, again, if you're not getting better, you're just getting worse. And I think that that's a great way to end it. Fellas, this has been a true pleasure for me. Um, if Ali let me kidnap three of you once a month to force you to talk draft with me, it frankly would be phenomenal. Um, if anyone wants to hear that podcast, hit me up. Enough DMs. I can make that happen, folks. So, um, <laughs> there you go. But Vote, Drew, AJ. Thank you, fellas. Have a great Thursday and uh, Friday and weekend. And thank you for tuning in to the Denver Sports podcast uh support our sponsors subscribe to dmvr we will be back next week